0: This time on Holy Ghost Notes. This guy is not of this world. Boom! <laughs> Just the best, most satisfying feeling in the world. You're such a jerk.
1: What's going on? My name is Mac Reiner and my co-host Tim Anderson is with me. You are listening to the Holy Ghost
0: Notes podcast. What's up? How's it going? What's going on? Not too much, man. <laughs> it is uh, the 11th hour. No mm-hmm. ABR pun intended. Sure is. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we're rocking and rolling. It's going to be a close call. That was our most viewed
1: video I think we've ever posted as a podcast channel. Really? You cooking, I think, or... Something, something in the kitchen with the 11th hour dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. Oh yes Yeah that was Forgot about that video <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those things where uh, Every time I'm cooking I mm-hmm. like Do it I knock the spoon to get whatever residual liquid Off mm-hmm. And it always ends up being Some drum beat And in many cases It's that Drum beat from the eleventh mm-hmm. hour. Are you and serious? It, yeah, I don't know why. It's just I, I think it's because there's just total. What do you mean? Silence. You don't know why? Well, it just there's it stops. No, no and it's That's the that's no, the did it did it did it is exactly <laughs> as if, as if not, uh, what do you mean you don't know why? As if as if it's not. What do you mean you don't know? Where what are you getting at, man? <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a bad rhythm. No, it's a great rhythm.
0: I'm just wondering it's if a, you actually wrote it or if you heard someone banging a spoon against you a pot. You're such a jerk. <laughs> You're such a jerk. It's literally I, the pot spoon beat. That's that's the I, that's the one. I am
1: I am honored that not only do you think it's just okay, it's you a great use beat. it. It's amazing. Oh, thanks, Tim. Yeah. It's not worth. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well. You are listening to the final Holy Ghost Notes podcast episode. <laughs> there will never be another one after this. Tim has sealed the deal. His true colors, 100 and how many episodes
0: later are coming up? Yeah. <laughs> Watch, Matt's going to go upstairs and he's going to be cooking and he's going to magically write <laughs> his next drum beat. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm honored. Uh, I wrote that That's drum fun. beat on my computer.
1: It's the only song I've written exclusively on my computer in Tabbit. And you can oh, really? actually kind of tell because it's extremely mechanical. It's a great Yeah, I It's wrote a great the entire song. thing. It's really hard to play. It's, it's very...
0: Yeah, I'm, I can imagine. 16th notes almost the whole way. I know, right? and triplets. and
1: Dude, I'm rehearsing for Rescue and yeah. Restoratory right now, and it is brutal. It's brutal. It's is awesome, it? but it's brutal. Like, I've gotten... I feel like I've gotten twice as good at drums in the last week just by rehearsing this stuff. Really? So what I've been doing is... Did you know I moved my drum set from here to the farm? I, I guess I told I you. Saw, saw it on my yeah, yeah.
0: I think you had mentioned it at some point yeah. that you you had done it. I saw so, something
1: about it, too. because we had our baby um, five and a half weeks ago, I preemptively moved it over there knowing that I'd be really frustrated if... Um, I, I couldn't play. like yeah. Knowing I have a tour coming up, I get stressed out if I'm not playing enough. And I didn't want to get to the point where I was walking around their house doing whatever and Annie is being sweet. Uh, or not sweet. How uh, it, I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's not on her, it's on me. Like, I am not... If I'm not in a good place with prepping for a tour, I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to get to the point where I was taking it out my frustration or my stress about not being able to play on anybody else. So I preemptively moved my kid over to the farm and dude, I love it. Oh yeah. I love playing over there. I go over, I park my truck exactly the same way. I go in, I grab the key, I climb the stairs, the smell of the farm, the smell of the barn. Memories. It, it it takes me back to 2008, nine, 10 when I was writing messengers, well thrill seeker some a thrill seeker mostly messengers constellations and a little bit of leveler that is awesome and uh, it's just i i don't know how to explain it other than it's just gritty it's just it's just like going back to the roots there's nothing nice about it and yet it's it's my favorite place to play in the world mm. and also i like driving to work
0: yeah add, add a little i bit do a better commute. yeah
1: i do better if i drive and i'm committed to it like i get there I probably have probably wallpaper you focus for a little bit, right? eight hours today. I mean, I was pretty pooped, and I played an hour this morning. Wow. And nice. I go over there tonight, drank some coffee in my truck, went up the stairs, started playing, and I, I had the Phillies on on my, my uh, phone next to me for some of the night, but just I just love being locked in over there. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm done. I did, you know, three hours today. I'm driving home.
0: Yeah. Question for you. Yeah now that you guys are doing these like 10 year anniversary tours where you pretty much play yep. an album from start to finish. Yeah. How enlightening is it to you or how different is each tour being that you you know there's a certain span of time between when you wrote one album to the next album, right? So mm-hmm. you're now in the in the stage of like every couple of years you're going to be playing another 10th anniversary tour for an album. Yeah. What's what are you seeing major differences in what you have to do to prepare for those tours or... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was wondering. I'm yeah. seeing what I was into and probably never more than this album. It's really... really? Well, it, so it's what were you not, into in this album?
1: Yeah, so it's not hyperbole to say I was super into Aaron Spears. Oh, really? I mean, the fills the fill that I play in probably half of the songs is the caught up fill (laughs) (laughs) no it's not triplets it's um it's uh it's snare snare tom one tom one floor tom hi-hat kick kick so it's snare snare tom one tom one floor tom tom, hi-hat kick kick
0: Around.
1: Oh, Oh, and then it ends on the snare with two. So it's snare, snare, tom, one, tom, one, floor tom, hi hat, kick, kick, snare, snare. Mm. And I loop that a couple times depending on what the part is. I'm doing that. Like, okay, here's a good example. There's a song called Creative Captivity. It's a really fun song to play. It's it's kind of the meridian or the carpe diem the carpe okay. diem of the album. Yeah, And that it's it's not completely instrumental, but it's the groove song. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's a fill in this kind of drum soloy part. Uh, maybe you should have that as a cue in music for this or something. But it's 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 it's, it's got like a like a woodblock or a cowbell in it to keep time and. And there's this crazy solo over it. And I'm like, what in the world am I playing? I spent like hours trying to figure <laughs> this out. And I thought I had it, but you know how when you're 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 happy with what you're playing, but you know it's not quite there. hmm I came home from practicing for this for like a whole day and I was like, I just uh, I just don't have it, man. I just don't have it. And the next day I went back to it and it just it clicked. It was like, Oh my gosh, it's the Aaron Spears. Mm. Like, it's the Aaron Spears feel. That's what's happening here. And I'd, I'd play it slow, and I'd build it back up, and I'd listen to the album. I'm like, that's what it is. That's it. Wow. In fact, I actually posted a video on Instagram of the moment that I actually landed it, because if you're a drummer and you've ever done this where you're, like, trying to figure something out or you're trying to play something that you, you can't play, it's such an awesome feeling. I think the best feeling in the world. So... Yeah, I mean this album's this album's tough, but there's so much groove on this album. It definitely stands out from um, from Leveler Consolations. It's it's just a different album. I think it's it might be JB's favorite album musically. Really? Wow! And um, JB knocked it knocked it over the the fence. You know, knocked it out of the park. That's awesome. Um, knocked it <clears> over <throat> the fence. What kind of expression is that? <laughs> <laughs> jb killed it on rescue restore yeah it's a, it's a it's a really fun album It's really creative and um like i said it's just made me a better drummer relearning it over the last two weeks i'm using the same method though youtube yep. search for Counted All Is lost and drum cover and yeah. s- hopefully something pops up so i have a visual of <laughs> what i need to do and I always like and comment on... Um, I shouldn't say always. I, tr- I try to like and comment on, um, on the video. You know, hey, thanks yeah. for helping me relearn my song 10 years later. Yeah. In fact, I did that to a kid
0: and he's like, I haven't
1: played drums in like seven years, dude. This is awesome. I was like, well, you should get back into it. You're yeah. really
0: good. There you go. <laughs> it's amazing to me, actually, that anyone who has learned, taken the time to learn one of your songs... Would ever oh stop my gosh! Playing. I
1: know, I
0: know. Because that's like Isn't some that serious true? dedication. <laughs> like for exact- me, it's like, Tim. oh yeah, I learned this pop punk song. Good, good for you, yeah. man. That's there's, every 10 year old. Two beats. <laughs> 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 I learned
1: a Blink song. Oh, yeah. wow, cool. <laughs> good <for> you, man. <laughs> you search <laughs> for Blink, any song by Blink, and there's 450 drum covers <laughs> yeah. of that song. Yeah. You search for Sincerity by
0: Augustman's Red, there's one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's it's one. Like, it's like, well, that's what we yeah. got. Well, <laughs> and on top of that, it's like, like you guys, like, even the people who don't play drums that listen to ABR know that ABR is a drummer's band. Like it's about yeah, it's the drum drums. Maybe. It's you know it's so. For, I don't know for, about it, that. Well, but it's, that's nice to hear. But it's it's you're a, drums are a. I would say a, you're a drummer's drummer for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, that's it is nice to hear that. But it's, I think. See, here's the thing, JB's guitar writing makes me sound like a better drummer than what I am. Just does. Because like it, of s-
0: yeah, it plays off of your yeah, fills cause, and stuff.
1: Because I write my drum beats based on his guitar riffs. I wouldn't be able to come up with
0: cool drum yeah. beats if it wasn't for his cool <laughs> riffs. Yeah. You're a humble guy. I, I agree, though. I agree that the entire, <laughs> your entire band is, is excellent, so that helps. But w- that what I was help. more saying is that like even the people who aren't drummers would yeah. know the band by the drum fills. Like, uh-huh. like they know the breakdowns, and that's, By the you know, China. Yeah, the China. <laughs> exactly. China. Exactly. It's going to be great. And that, that says a lot. So if someone takes the time to learn yeah. those parts, that's dedication and skill, I think. I know. It's a good point.
1: It's a good point. Well, it's been fun. It's been a lot of work. Um, and, uh, yeah. Dude, everything's... I feel very blessed in this. I'm very busy in this time of of my life. I'm 100% busier than I've ever been. Mm. Like, we don't park our cars in the garage right now because I have stuff in the garage in both bays. That is so unlike me. <laughs> it's like I, I very clearly just had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> there there are certain things that just fall way low on the priority list. and. Yeah. And I'm actually stoked for that because the things that the things that are at the top are so much better than the things that were at the top mm-hmm. and the things that are at the bottom really don't matter, yeah <laughs> they just they just don't like all right, I'd like to get rid of the bed and the furniture I have in my garage. I'd like to sell it on a marketplace or maybe burn it. I don't know if it's worth <laughs> anything it's before winter so we can park our vehicles in there and not get snow in there, but yeah. it's like, all right, whatever. So we have to go out and you know, we have to go out and start our vehicles five minutes earlier and you know, defrost the windshield. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I have a I have a adorable little baby girl mm-hmm. and my wife is freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, there you go. So And that's actually a great segue if we were headed straight okay. into our faith topic <laughs> which we're not yeah. <laughs> but that would have been a great segue <laughs> <laughs> a great segue to say we
1: will we have a will god topic called family this.
0: first yeah. yeah yeah
1: but for now this episode brought to you by Ultimate Ears. Ultimate Ears is a, uh, a company I've been with since 2007. I'm actually wearing one in-ear right now because all of my in-ears are at my practice space, which is eight minutes away at my farm. <laughs> so, and I'm using my wife's computer because my computer is at the practice space because I use it to monitor what I'm doing. So uh, Ultimate Ears, uh, I'm currently rocking either lives or 18s. I'm not exactly sure, but I bought my first pair of Ultimate Ears in 2007, dude. Man. And I paid $750 for them. They were um, seven pros, and I was just like, dude, this is so awesome. I no longer have to wear earplugs and just guess what the tempo is. I can plug these things in. I don't have to crank my volume because they're fit to my ears. Yeah. I went to the audiologist. I paid 30 bucks. I got the impressions. I sent them into UE. They made molds with, I think, four speakers, four drivers, um, send them back to me and Hey, it doesn't fit quite right. Send it back. Mm. They'll get it. Perfect. Send it back to you. And now you're playing a show, listening to whatever you want to listen to. At that point, it was just click. I would plug right into an iPod. Yeah. And I would monitor kick and maybe some other stuff through a wedge. But then, um, three years later we got in ears, and now all of us wear ultimate ears. We don't have any wedges on stage. Um, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of companies out there. I, I think there's some, there's some decent competition out there, but Ultimate Ears Service has been great. Uh, Jeanette and Janine over at U.E. are amazing. I've talked to them about us talking about them on the podcast mm-hmm. just because we like their product, and um, they're hooking you up, Tim. Have you worked that out yet with them?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, orders placed, okay. um, which I'm very nice. excited about. I, I have yet to get the molds done, but uh, okay. very soon, very soon. I finally found a place that that's will actually so do it. so
1: sick. Which ones are you getting?
0: Uh, the six pros, I believe. Oh, that's so yeah, sick. I'm excited. Yeah. Whatever's yeah, for so uh, rhythm and bass.
1: That's awesome. So, if you're looking yeah. for, for in-ears, um, reach out to us. Uh, we can help you out with a discount, mm-hmm. potentially. Um. I've, we'll been, I've been I've been talking to Jeanette about it, and yeah. we don't really do well. We don't we don't do sponsors on the show, but um, this is as close as UE it gets. is <laughs> UE is kind of as close as it gets, just because I talk about them sometimes. So, if you're interested, let me know. Um, our email address is Matt and Tim at the Yep, there you go. So um, let's get into our drum topic. So our drum topic
0: is. Did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> so did you. <laughs> I'm pulling. I have to pull up your text. Uh, drum top. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> see, I was waiting on you. Uh, see your strengths and weaknesses. There you go. So there you go. Um,
1: yeah. So this is important. The reason. The reason it's important outside of drumming, um, but including including drumming and not limited to drumming is because so often as human beings, we like to hide behind our, um, insecurities, which in this case, I would say for drummers would be their weaknesses and show off our strengths. And, uh, I'll just go, Straight to the point here. So, as a drummer, one of the easiest fills for me, and I think a lot of drummers, are quads. Right, left, kick, kick, mm-hmm. right, left, kick, kick, right, left, kick, kick, right, left, kick, kick, or any variation of that. Right, left, right, left, kick, kick, right, left, right, left, kick, kick. And when you sit down to play and someone's like, play me something cool, that's your go to. <laughs> okay, that would be your strength. So, whatever it is that you're going to play for someone, if they say, play me something cool and fast and amazing, that's your strength. Um, as for your weakness, you're going to try to tuck that away. So say yeah. there's a song and you got to play it and here it is and here's the part and you're thinking about it before you even get there because you're not good at it. Um, it's not a good idea to run from the thing that you're not good at. The reason it's not a good idea is because you're not going to get better at it. And that's the case for anything in life, not just drumming. You're going to get better if, if you put some sunlight on it. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. It's It's not fun. But drumming is not your identity, so it's okay. Oh. <laughs> it's really that. okay. It's it's really okay <laughs> if people see that you're not perfect at drumming, because everyone knows already you're not perfect at drumming. Right. And um, it's really freeing to sh- to show people what you're not good at. Honestly, it's it's so it's so nice to get that out of the way in a sense, where it's just like, okay, I'm yeah. not good at this. Because now you don't have to pretend you are. And um, so being in a band, will show you pretty quickly the things that you're not good at on the kit. Um, I like to slow things down and work them out. I find that a lot of times your weaknesses are things that you don't understand with your brain. Hmm. So you're just kind of forcing it. And you think you get it. You think that you understand it. But when you slow it down, you're like, wait, this is why... I, I keep getting caught up here it's not always a technique thing it's sometimes you're you're rushing the part and so your brain's not able to keep up you're just like brrr, yeah brrr, right slow it down and you know wrap your head around it first and then it'll be like oh okay if I can play it at 80 bpm you can probably play it at 100 yeah it might not be super clean but you can you can get it there and then if you're at 100 two weeks later you're at 120. Mm -hmm. but if you just start at 120 there's no way because your brain's like i I have no idea what's going on i'm just drinking water uh from fire hose so let me see an example of this so um there's a section there's a section in okay the first the the last song on the album is called the first step on on rescue me store which we're doing a 10-year anniversary tour for in a couple weeks And the beginning is super fast. It's 4-4, but it's just a big old fill for like 16 bars. So I go on YouTube. I click on the little gear. I slow it down to 75%, and I learn each section, A, B, C, and D. First, it's cymbals and snare. Then it's quads with snare and toms. Then it's snare with effect cymbals. And then it's like this Aaron Spears snare tom hi-hat thing. So what do you do? You spend 30 minutes working on it. Slow. Figure it out. Yep. And all of a sudden, your weakness or the thing that you're terrible at is is the thing that's keeping you glued to the kit. Because it's a challenge. And you're like, can I do this? I mentioned earlier that I was removing wallpaper today. Dude, removing wallpaper is one of the hardest and I hate it, man. One of the frustrating worst Frustrating jobs things, you can do.
0: One of the worst things that I've ever done in my life.
1: It's brutal. Yeah. Brutal. It's brutal. It's... It's so frustrating. I rented two steamers from our hardware store. I rented a little thing that pokes holes in the wall so that you can get, you know, get moisture behind the paper, 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 wallpaper, and then hopefully into the adhesive. And it's just the whole room's hot. The whole room's steamy. You're dripping water everywhere. You're ripping, you're gouging the drywall because they didn't paint on the drywall. Anyway, it's, it's a lot of work. It's rough. Um, but you know what? I, I, I don't hate it. I I honestly don't hate it. Because I'm trying to find the most efficient way to do it. And it's a challenge. And you know what? Drumming is the same thing. Mm. It's like, find the most efficient way to practice. Work on your weaknesses. In order to work on your weaknesses, you have to know what they are.
0: Yeah. I know I'm making it sound very (laughs) militant. It's actually really funny that you you compared it. Because now I'm starting to realize (laughs) the comparison. Like you never you ever remove wallpaper and you get that one strip that just keeps going and you're like oh yes and it just keeps going and it's <laughs> yeah, so satisfying it's the best. best feeling in the world it really and i feel is. like once you like you hit that uh, uh, you're you're playing and you're trying and you're and you're failing and then you finally hit yeah. your stride and it's like yeah. just the best, most satisfying feeling in the world. I know, like it I, really is. <laughs> it's like that's a, kind of a perfect comparison, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the feeling that you get. The cover of this episode <laughs> is wallpaper. Wallpaper <laughs> being torn off. Oh yeah. that's, gosh, that's, man. that's the feeling, man. You nailed it.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it is like I got a quote for someone to do this, and it was like over five grand to paint <laughs> yes. four four rooms and remove wallpaper. It's a lot of work, man. I used to do it. I, I was a know, contract I just, painter.
0: It's the worst no thing. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. I'm not proud how of much, it, but I've actually called quote- out sick a couple times when we were doing wallpaper because <laughs> I was like, I've had enough of this.
1: <laughs> I can't. Wa- I can't wait to tell Annie that. How how much? How did you know what to charge for wallpaper? Removal? I wasn't. Was I was. Hour? I was
0: a hired gun, so I wasn't the one charging oh, okay. anything. I was just getting paid by the hour, which is why. I called out sick. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't make I any more know... money for doing wallpaper than I did for doing faux. Uh, you know, so did you um, <laughs> did you use the spike tool to put holes? We actually used a round. Um, I guess technically it's a spike Etcher. tool, but it's a round piece that you you roll, and it okay, basically creates etch. micro cuts in the in yep. the wallpaper. And then we used a um a like a basically a solution. Uh, that we would apply with a sponge on the walls that like dampens the wallpaper, and then from there we would start peeling. So you so you didn't use a steamer. No, uh, well, you could have. Uh, I guess we used uh, we basically just took a sponge <sighs> to the entire wall and yeah. uh, and went from there because it was really. I won't get was, into it yeah, if, it's a lot if of work.
1: you're if if you're working on wallpaper, I've got it down. And if you're looking for answers, write us. Mm. I'll help you. I'll I'll help you. You etch the wall. I was told not to do it. You got to do it. You got to get moisture behind. Paint will cover up these little holes. Promise you. Then you put dish soap with water. You sponge it. Then you steam it. Rent a steamer from your harvest store. It'll be 20 bucks. It's super hot. It's very, very uncomfortable, and it will burn you. But it heats up the wallpaper. It puts a lot of moisture on the wall. Then you do more dish soap. Then you do more steam, and then you peel. Mm. It'll come right off. Then you have your adhesive behind the paper. And uh, you can use a six inch putty knife and you can, you can get yourself Scrape started there and then you can yep. pull it off. Um, it takes time. But if you're gonna do something right, you gotta get the paper off, dude. You, you can't paint over the paper. No, you can't. And Cause the paint's gonna
0: peel at some point. And
1: exactly. it's a mess. Just like with drumming, we'll bring it full circle here. If, <laughs> <laughs> Just like with if drumming. You, honestly, it's, it's, it's a corners, pretty Don't cut corners, do it the right it's way. It's a pretty good parallel. If you're only <laughs> focusing on your strengths... Yeah. Right? If you're only focusing on painting and not on the prep, then you're only focusing on your strengths and not on your weaknesses. Right. That's right. Your base has to be there. Mm-hmm. Has to be there. Yep. Yep.
0: That's exactly right. I, um... I can relate to this very well uh, because – and I'm going to bring it back to what we've said before, um, and it's you, actually your analogy, smile, suck, shred. Yeah. Um I am very bad at doing the suck part. Um, yeah. Especially when time is – Uh, my worst enemy. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, I'm sitting on the kit and all I want to do is feel good about what I just did. Cause I need something (laughs) to bring me back to the kit at the end of the day. Um, so, so I am not good at, uh, really honing in and, and working on the things that, um, I'm not good at. So, so that's, uh, that's absolutely, you know, I would say this is really a conversation that applies to drummers who want to Grow as drummers. If you really Mm -hmm. want to succeed, if you really want to see growth, if you really want to get better as a drummer, then this is a must for you. You have to work on the things you're bad at. You have to be able Mm -hmm. to uh, play things that you don't feel comfortable playing and spend some time there, even if it's not fun. Hmm. Um, I still feel like I know we've talked about this as well, but I feel like the best drummers are the most versatile and I'm going to stick to that. (laughs) I will argue that, uh, to the end, uh, because I really do think that, um, you know, a lot of us might go into music thinking we're going to stick with one style and just Mm -hmm. play this style for the rest of our lives and miss out on the opportunity to, uh, Hone some skills that we feel mm. um, aren't important because we don't play that type of music. We don't. Mm-hmm. Why would I need to learn this type of playing? Like I don't play that. Mm. Um, but miss out on the opportunity to um, to be a professional in your field mm. because of that, or even to to who, expand who like is, to change the Who is the one of your of favorite drummers, Tim? Uh, I have a
1: lot. Um, as far as versatility, like, versatility? are you um, a Death Cab drummer kind of guy? Are you a um, a Gojira drummer kind of guy? Are you a um, uh, it's, uh, Muse? Yeah, he's I pretty, think.
0: Uh, Dominic? Yeah, Dominic. He's he's pretty ooh, versatile. Yeah, he's very versatile. Matt Garska? Yeah, I mean, I like, I have a very eclectic taste when it comes to yeah. music, I can't say that I'm really listening. I mean, I listen to a lot of pop punk, but <laughs> but I wouldn't say that I really Travis stick to Barker. one style constantly. Um, but even like mm-hmm. Travis Barker, I would say, is, is on the list. Um, and even he brings a completely different sound to pop punk drumming.
1: Yeah, he does. You
0: know, I mean, he's got a very, very Incredibly
1: influential, very, very good at what he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's defined Um, the style in some ways, so some people might just consider, oh, yeah, Travis Barker, that's pop punk drumming, but no, not really. (laughs) And especially, like, if you've listened to any of the recent albums, he is still pushing the limits of what you can do in pop punk drumming. Like, I mean, he's coming out with all these crazy fills and... Like you can, you can tell that he's, he's the guy, he's actually a great example for this topic because he's the guy who is 100% working on the things that he is bad at and trying Mm -hmm. to push the envelope, trying to learn new things because Mm -hmm. every single album you think, oh, this is the most creative thing I've ever heard from Travis Barker. And the Mm -hmm. fact that he's still doing that album after album after album is pretty insane. Yeah. You know?
1: I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, if you take him out of the equation, there's there's a there's a hole in music in my mm-hmm. opinion, as yeah. far as percussion is concerned, which is how you know you're you're big time.
0: Yeah. Aaron Spears probably up there top 3 at, at the very least mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. you know, uh I wouldn't say necessarily from a versatility standpoint, but even so, um I think uh that he is v- he's very capable of like, you know, hey, Aaron, oh, yeah. play this, and he can play it you know, like he knows you think Aaron can play whitewashed? That's a good question. I, I've never heard his double kick.
1: I don't think he does double kick.
0: yeah, I, I but would he'd be... probably figure out a way to make it work. See, so <laughs> when I was when I was uh, recording in Nashville this one time we had a we had a drummer in there. And um, I had my double kick set up. I don't know why. It was a worship album. <laughs> I love that you call
1: it double kick, too. Not my, double bass, my double, but
0: double kick. My double pedal, whatever you I call like it. that. Um, and double
1: bass, double
0: pedal, and yeah. double kick. I, I like double kick. It all, everyone knows what <laughs> we're talking about. Let's bring it about. back, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had it set up in the studio, and this drummer came in, um, and he was like, oh, cool, a double pedal or a double kick, whatever. And uh, he's like, I've never played on one of these before, and he gets on, and he he's like way better than me. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's embarrassing because like, but it's because like he keeps time with his left, yeah, on the on the hi hat. So obviously, oh, obviously yeah. he knows how to use both feet. Like, yeah, so I would say like that's probably the case with Aaron. Like, it's not going to be like this otherworldly experience for him. Like, he probably knows how to use both limbs pretty efficiently. He
1: could probably go... Yeah, I'm But sure. how about,
0: like... Probably not that, but he could probably do some... You know, something like that. He probably can. I'm sure Like, better than I can. Oh, my Because he's always doing these off-time crazy things. And, I mean, when you think about some of the stuff he plays on the hi-hat, like how he incorporates the hi-hat into some of his fills. Yeah. He has to have the yeah. hi-hat opening and closing at certain times. I know. And that is often off That's time, part of the rhythm. Weird things. So he's probably playing some double kick patterns even Yeah. just in his regular playing but without the double kick, you know, there's the hi-hat and the kick instead. Yeah. So, um yep. I'm I guarantee if you, you know, petition him to play something in the metal realm, he probably would not fail at it <laughs> yeah it's like play whitewash
1: he's like okay i yeah. gotcha
0: floor tom kick drum all day mm-hmm. here we go yeah well even you said the quads before like i'm thinking like how many people listening are using double yeah. kick for those quads because <laughs> you could ask Aaron to do it, with it and one he's foot. doing it with one pedal yeah exactly absolutely he is exactly.
1: and i suck at that talk about yeah. weakness yeah weakness so okay so here's a challenge to yourself get on the kit this, so this podcast puts out an episode every two weeks. The 10th and the 25th. Mm-hmm. This will be out in an hour and 20 minutes, God willing. Midnight on the 25th. So work on your, work on your strengths, work on your weaknesses, and journal. Take a little notebook, yeah. put it next to your kit, and, and put down. What are you good at?
0: Better yet. Write it down, play take it, a video. and then write down your weaknesses. Take a video, oh, even my. if it's just like mm-hmm. a few seconds of your practice. Take a before yeah. and after. This is one thing I do all the time in marketing. I benchmark. I take mm-hmm. a snapshot of, in, it's not drumming in this case, it's numbers, <laughs> it's analytics. I take a snapshot. This is where we're starting. This is where I'm taking over. And then mm. a few months in, I take another snapshot and I show my clients, this is how far we've come. Mm. And it's my way of proving our uh, our effectiveness in mm-hmm the role that we're being paid to do. So in this case, do the same thing. Benchmark. Mm. Take mm. a video, record yourself. I know it's not what you want to do. You might be like, let me just wait till I'm a little bit better. No, that defeats the purpose. Take a video <laughs> yeah. first <laughs> Yeah, it's so not that fun. you can remember how bad you were and see the yep. difference between now mm-hmm. and then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know... You don't have to share that video, by the way, <laughs> <Something>, <laughs> unless you really want something
1: to. Else, something <laughs> else you can do is um, just turn, turn your camera off or don't think about your phone and just, just get in there and play and take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the process. Honestly, I've been doing this. I, I do film some stuff, but tonight I thought about filming because I locked in. Like, this morning was a frustrating practice session. Went back tonight, moved my pedals more underneath me, and I was just clicking. I was ripping. Yeah. Felt good. And I was like, oh, I should turn my camera on. And I, I didn't. I just kept kept going. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you need to do it because it's for yourself. Yeah. You need to know what you're capable of. And then mm-hmm. the next time you go, you remember how you were playing. You have a, a, you know, a basis. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, the bottom line here is always the same. Get to the kit. Tim, I saw you just finished your studio. Congratulations. I did, to you. thank That's you. That's amazing.
0: I'm very excited. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm um, I yeah. So I'm very excited. I got I played for the first time in I don't even know how long I lost I lost okay, count.
1: Okay, I was I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't played drums in a while, make it a point to get to your kit. Leave your phone at home, leave your phone out of the room, don't even think about it. It does not matter. Play for fun. Mm-hmm. Push yourself challenge yourself. Take some of the pressure off yourself and just, just play. Cause if your phone's on you, you might be tempted to be like, Oh sweet. I'm going to film this and, 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 and let everyone else know that I'm doing this right now. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's just adding to the pressure because then you're setting up a camera. You're trying to get a perfect take and you're taking away from the fact that you're just playing drums. Seriously. Get -hmm. rid of that idea. Try to zero out what you're doing and just, just play like my, dad would say you know or maybe he would think this i don't think he would say it but just like you're just kind of making noise you're just you're just hitting stuff Mm -hmm. um sometimes that can be a helpful thought because instead of getting so much in your own head where every stroke has to be perfect and every hit has to be in time it's like all right i mean yes uh, ideally if you're playing at a high level that's that's the truth but it's good to it's better to sit down and play imperfectly than it is to not play at all. Mm-hmm. It's better to sit down and play imperfectly than, than to not sit down and play at all. Yeah, And that, t- that tends to be the case with a lot of people I talk to where they're just like, I haven't really played in a while. It's like, why not? It should be something that you, you crave. You can't wait to do. You yeah. prioritize it above other things. And I encourage if you're in... Uh, if you're listening to this episode play yeah. before the next episode comes out for sure which will be on november 10th mm. you got two weeks get out there two and play. weeks it's on that's that's child's play 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 twice a week mm-hmm. that's four times before the next episode play three times play every day for 10 minutes yeah Yep. you can do this it's not the hardest thing you've ever done that's right and if you feel pressure, you feel like you got to be perfect, you're scared to see where you're going to be at, you want to show people, shut all that down. Mm-hmm. Do it because you want to do it. That's going to be way more valuable than someone right. else commenting or liking on your video.
0: Mm-hmm. Guys, I was, okay, I was cool. so sloppy when I got back to the kit. So sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> Things that I felt comfortable and competent in, Rusty. I was failing at. So mm-hmm. don't let that stop you. Just have yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all to hear that. I'm just stoked you sat down to play, me right? Too. It's like me too. that's what people care was about. A huge not, not the fact that you were good or perfect or or that it felt natural, but just the fact that you did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's freaking awesome. I'm so I'm so happy, yeah. excited. Okay, God topic. Uh, Wait, we're at uh, the in the 16 minute.
0: Lester huh? Estelle the 3rd. That's my answer to your question, Prime. Drummer? The drummer with with a lot of versatility, Lester Of Stel, course, he's some obscure drummer I've never heard of. He is the drummer of Pillar. Originally, oh my gosh, he's good. And Dude, he ended up now, he, now he plays is, for Kelly Clarkson. So that talk guy's about amazing. a departure from from heavy yeah. metal to like straight up, you know, yeah. top forty pop. That guy's but amazing. Incredible drummer. Yes, he is. The guy can play anything. Throw at him.
1: Um, we played with Pillar, or was it? It was Toby Mac.
0: He was on. He was with Toby Mac.
1: Is that the same guy? I, I don't the know. The Toby Mac drummer was unbelievable. I, I think it was Toby Mac. We played with
0: them at Sunshine Festival. We played with we played with Pillar at Creation, and yeah, and the dude. I was side stage. The dude broke a stick in the middle of this insane fill, didn't miss a beat. It's crazy. Like, literally, it was just this crazy thing, and he made up for the strokes with his single hand. Oh, my gosh. Picked up a new stick and yeah. went right back to it, unfazed. It sounded
1: perfect.
0: It was amazing. After that, I was yep. like, this guy is... Not of this world, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, That's now awesome. he's playing for Kelly Clarkson. And, and uh, I mean, talk about versatility, I mean, completely different style, still very yeah. much him. He's still bringing his own personality to it, but it's you know, he was what's Pillar like? That's a completely different style. I thought P- Pillar was kind of Pillar's like, like, like heavy metal. Rock? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. They got, like, screaming. Heavy metal? Yeah. Really? I mean, it's, there's, like, it's Aren't melodic. They like, Cutlass? Yeah, Cut, yeah, I would say, yeah, Cutlass is, I, so, rock. I wouldn't say. Hard rock. Yeah, so you guys are not, like, like, ABR is not heavy metal. Like, you're, I would. Huh? Would you consider your style heavy metal? Metal core. Metal core, But more exactly. broadly. Metal core is a heavier version metal, of. Heavy metal, more broadly, yeah. Metal. Yeah, but I would metal. say Cutlass, just, Pillar, they're just like, they're hard rock. Yeah, I guess hard rock is a good. But I feel like we're hard not rock, hard rock. Like when I when I think hard rock, I think like Creed, Creed and Stain. I knew you were gonna say that. I literally said it at the same. That's time. like hard rock. <laughs> That's like hard rock in my mind, and they're like a step further. Like they, are not top forty. Creed was like top forty. Yeah, hard rock. Creed was like. Alt rock, though, right? Alt rock, yeah, yeah. Alt rock is a good is a good way to play it. So what's disturbed? Disturbed is a step heavier. I would place disturbed with pillar. Me too. Which I would definitely not say they're heavy
1: metal. They're they're not. Yeah, they're not heavy heavy metal.
0: metal. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I was I was incorrect with that description. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't feel like hard rock's not right either. But maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. Whoever yeah. knows the classifications it get yeah, kind of silly. It, like genres are kind of stupid, right? Labeling a band. I, know. I mean, yeah, yeah. you kind of sound like this. Uh, these other bands. Let's try to group them all yeah. into one yeah. broad term. But yeah,
1: yeah, it gets Don't get me started
0: there. Because then you feel like you yeah. have to write an album that sounds exactly the same. Uh huh. And to fit inside the, the death genre, of creativity, right there. Sore topic. Anyway, right. on to our next topic. Got topic. <laughs> Family first. <clears throat> family first.
1: So Family
0: first. Yeah. Uh you can leave this off. Okay. So um yeah, family first. This is uh I was excited to talk about this because um you know, as most of you know who've listened to the podcast since day 1, I think the main differentiator for the longest time between Matt and myself was that I um I was a musician who decided not to pursue music as a full-time career and instead have a family and, you know, basically focus on that primarily as as opposed to the touring lifestyle. And um, up until now, I was also the only podcast host here with kids, with children. Um, that has mm. obviously changed. And as you can probably tell from our recent topics, we've talked a lot about Family and <laughs> about mm-hmm. uh, parenthood and and things like that um, for good reason because it's it's top of mind and, and irrelevant to both of us. Um, so so I've had a lot to say about this over the years um, only because my perspective has been uh, primarily, you know, drums second, family first, and mm-hmm. um. And so, I I I'm excited about this because I partially want to hear like Matt's take on this now that he's a parent and, um, you know, I I mean, I guess since you got married, Matt, like it's pretty much there's been a shift in like, okay, my wife is my focus now. We make decisions mm-hmm. together, um, so so you've really been this is, has has been relevant to you for a while now, <laughs> long before mm-hmm. having uh your first child. But um I think it's um it's exciting because uh at least when I read the Bible, um family is uh a big part of Jesus' teachings. Uh you know, just in general like uh, st- like story upon story upon story throughout the Bible from start to finish. It's very like family focused. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that thought, <laughs> but I feel like it's a really fitting uh, conversation for us to have as, as our faith topic today, just because um, family is such a uh, faith based Mm -hmm. idea
1: idea yeah so let me so let me draw this in uh and and put in perspective in your world so let's say um let's say you have a work call at 4 Mm p.m and it's a it's a potential client you haven't signed them yet in your marketing firm but um they're big money it's like a million dollar contract you're gonna get five percent of it so Mm, effectively 50 grand uh on the year it's not it's not a whole lot of work you just got to sell them um the idea that your company can do the job and you are getting 50 grand and um and you know that your your family uh has has some stuff going on and needs you to be there and so you're torn here's here's a why in the road um, really huge opportunity, you've worked for this. Look at what you've done to get here. This is an unbelievable chance and a lot of money on the line. And if you say no to that, to say yes to your family, you're missing out on um, the money, the, the potential client, um, the, the future you have with this potential client, you're missing out on um, the praise you'll get from your firm Kind of just all these thoughts are running through your head, hmm. but you're effectively pissing someone else off to um, to say yes to your wife, mm-hmm. to say yes to your family. And that's really what this is centered around, this topic. Yeah. Are you willing to piss somebody else off to impress or please or prioritize uh, your family? Hmm. Are you willing to do that? Because if you are, um, you're showing your family, you're showing the people or the person that matters the most that they are number one. Yeah. If you're not willing to do that, then it's quite possible you're you're showing them with your actions, with your wallet, with your decision-making, with your time, that they're not number one. And you can use your words to say they are i mean you can you can try to make up for it but um it's it's been it's been obvious to me since I got married in twenty twenty two that you know I had a lot to learn in this area, hmm. and um my metric it, it, on on uh, my metric for my metric in terms of how I'm prioritizing things in my life, people in my life is, what am I saying no to, to see us as someone else? A, a, a more on the nose way of putting it would be, what am I throwing away or what, or who am I pissing off? Yeah. To to prioritize my, mm-hmm. know, my wife, my what family. What are you jeopardizing? Yeah. Now that means um, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You're gonna sacrifice. But what you get is just so amazing in prioritizing the most important thing you could. Honestly, it's crazy the things that we chase after, thinking that they'll, they'll give us what we're looking for. It's crazy. Yeah. And we all do it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just thinking about money and stuff. And it's like we work our butts off and we really dedicate ourselves to things that like the Bible says, "Where moth and rust, where moth and rust destroy," um, as as a lot of people say, you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say, you know, what what are you going to do with all that stuff? You're just going to pass it on to somebody else. You're you're chasing after something. We're chasing after stuff, and um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's it just really doesn't matter. And and time is is such a valuable asset to be. To be um, just spending on frivolous and dispensable um, things, possessions, that's right, that's right. assets, mm-hmm. accomplishments, you know, tallies. Um, so this is just a reminder to me. I'm just I'm just posting it here to say yeah family first what how so so how do you know that that's true it's a nice thought it's a nice idea how do you know are there people that are mad that you're not showing up for them because you're showing up for your wife yeah right could you be further along in your place of employment than what you are and people say man i can't believe that you didn't go to that work meeting or conference or um put in a little extra time think of you could be in the next tier right now Mm -hmm. you know i can't believe if someone's saying that I, i can't believe or Wow, that person really must love their wife, or that person really must, you know, prioritize their family. if people aren't saying that about you in this day and age, then are you really doing enough? Yeah. Are you really prioritizing your family? Yeah. Or if someone were to ask, if someone were to ask um, your coworker what's important to you, and your family, your 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 friends, your your spouse, your kids isn't in the top. Well, let's just say the top 2. Yeah. Say you're a faith-based person, God's one, family's two. What are you doing, man? Mhm. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that. Um <laughs> so uh, while while you were talking, I was just thinking cuz <laughs> cuz my wife has been listening to the to the podcast recently, which uh is is funny to me <laughs> but uh, I, I can I can hear her now as she's listening to this if I had the opportunity to get on a call to make 50 grand um, everyone would be on board for that <laughs> but but that being said and the reason why I kind of related it to uh, to me being to, to me being you know focused on my family as opposed to full-time musician was because um, so recently, Uh, my wife sent me a text, it's not the first time she sent me this text, but she sent me a text just saying, uh, you know, thank you for, uh, for marrying me, have, you know, having the kids being such a good dad instead of following your dream. Mm, And when I first read that, it, uh, my first thought was like, I, I did follow my dream. Huh. So I texted her that I was like, "What are you you talking about?" (laughs) I did follow my dream. Like I got exactly what I've been dreaming for, Um, and and that was exactly like I made a conscious choice, not because I was influenced otherwise, not because I didn't want to. I decided. Listen, I want, I want you. I want this. I want a family, and that's my top priority. Not to say that I couldn't be a musician, but at the time, I wasn't. I wasn't successful. In music yeah and I had to make choices to mm. follow my dream which was my wife and my eventual family and mm. I don't regret that decision ever yeah not a day yeah. goes by where I feel like I made the wrong choice that's um, really cool do I still dream of music and being creative and having that as a full-time job yeah absolutely but like yeah it doesn't matter to me and I think that's like um, I think that's where my head goes when we talk about family first because um, you know I don't I don't know why but I, I don't really struggle to find time for my family um, mm-hmm. I, I get to spend a lot of time with my family it's great I work from home yeah. primarily um, I see the kids every morning I get my son off the bus and that's just the flexibility I have Thanks to my job, um, awesome. and it was honestly a requirement for any job that I've had since I've had kids. Yep. It was like I need to be remote most of the time. It's how my family functions, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and um, so, thanks to my job, I am very flexible, and I do get to see my family a lot. I get to spend a lot of time with my kids, um, and with my wife, and and so. Um, so I'm very fortunate in that way. So when I'm trying to think of, okay, where where have I put my family first or in what situations do I need to put my family first? Um, you know, there is, there is trickle down from mm-hmm. work where it's like, okay, I need to be working right now when I really should be spending time with my family. My kids are begging mm-hmm. for my attention, but I just can't. Yep. I have to work. Um, and sometimes there are those tough decisions where it's like, okay, Yep, I need to close the laptop for a bit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I need to pay some attention to my family. There are also yep. also the days where it's like, okay, I have an event tonight. Sorry, kids. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. That's like how it you is. know, it's just you know, it's just the way that it works sometimes. Um, it's not often, but it's, it does happen. Um, and so I, I just think that I think that for me the the biggest thing that I guess consistently comes up and you know in conversations and just. Just because I love music as much as I do, it's u- usually the the conflict, so to speak, <laughs> between mm-hmm. family yep. and uh, um, you know, or putting family first as opposed to blank. It's usually mm-hmm. it's usually music or my pursuit of mm-hmm. that quote unquote dream. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's like um, there is so much more reward, um, as we've talked about in most of our recent episodes, there's so much reward to, Mm -hmm. um, to being a dad, to being a husband. Um, and that's not to say that if you're not a dad or Mm -hmm. a mom, uh, or not a husband or a wife that you're, um, necessarily not fulfilling your purpose. But I will say that um, there is uh, so much fulfillment and so much joy to be had from it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's, you know, for me, um, music is very fulfilling. It is something that's extremely important to me, um, but it doesn't compare.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, especially when you realize, like I realized early on, like um, I have a calling and the calling might be music. Um, but for the longest time, I thought that music was my purpose. Music's not my purpose. It's mm-hmm. not my purpose in life. My purpose is to be the best husband I can be and be the best father I can be. That is my mm-hmm. purpose. If I'm doing those things, then I'm fulfilling my purpose, even if mm-hmm. I don't even touch a drum kit. Yeah. But when I touch a drum kit... I'm fulfilling my calling. <laughs> I'm called yeah, to do this. Yeah. I can't argue that, you know, I'm called to do this. I
1: want to talk about the balance aspect that i that I think you're alluding to here. So mm-hmm. you might be a really busy person who feels like, you know what? I, I don't have a whole lot of time at home. It's just the way it is. Work has me away a lot. There, there's a million reasons you might not have a lot of reasons or a lot of time for family. that's that's okay. Yeah. What I've found is the time you have with your family or friends, whoever it is in your life that you want to show respect to, right? Show that they matter, that you're prioritizing them. Show them that by being there. Yeah. When you're with them, there's a difference between being on your phone and and actually being with them.
0: That's right. That's Um, Put your
1: phone away, dude. That is a good one. Seriously. It's like you can have Mm -hmm. 30 minutes with someone in a week and it mean a lot. Mm Mm-hmm versus every day of the week you're with them for an hour and you're you're not really showing a genuine interest in what they have to say it it's it's ups, it's upsetting to me when you have people who are together and there's just very little interest in what the other person has to say because you're yeah. distracted by your phone or what other people are doing or the TV shut it down and if you I don't have a lot of time and so the this. time you have <laughs> sh- put it away yeah yeah which by the way put in, putting uh making time means uh the fact that my MacBook Pro has about uh, a very small percentage of battery left. So, we're <laughs> so gonna, we limited. <laughs> we're going we're going to make the time we have left worthwhile. That's and like, I'm going to leave it at that by saying challenge yourself by looking seriously at the time you spend yeah. with your spouse or with your kids or with your family, That's with right. your friends. Are you looking them in the eyes? Are you I mean honestly, are are you, are you really engaged with what they have to say or are you just constantly distracted? And not really showing an interest, even beyond showing, not really interested. Mm -hmm. Not interested in what they have to say.
0: Dude, that show up. That is 100% the bottom line of this topic. Be present. It has been something that has been so convicting to me recently. And I don't know if there's just been like a, if I've just noticed it more or if there's like an extra media push, but I feel like I've seen so many videos and posts and like memes about this exact topic, like being present for your mm-hmm. kids, for your family, like it, like just the idea of being with them, not being in the same vicinity, but actually being yep. with them, being present, exactly. being focused. Um, yep. And I being catch available. myself so many times, uh, like being distracted where my son is telling me something that he's excited about, something that happened in his day that, I mean, when you boil it down, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) It's it's stupid. (laughs) Like a conversation that he had with his friend that really makes no difference to anything at all. But he's excited about it, and that's what should matter. (laughs) But I'm distracted by something, or I start, like, tuning out because, whatever, my thoughts are going this way. I'm thinking about work, or I'm thinking about this, and it's like be yeah. present like you want to put your family first that doesn't just mean yeah. like you know shutting shutting the laptop or whatever it's it means you know putting the phone away like don't get on social yep. media all of a sudden when you're done mm-hmm. working it means yep. like being present with your family being there yep. being you know knowing what's going on in their lives caring about what's going on in their lives like that mm-hmm. is the bottom line here
1: that's a for sure line. yeah
0: so. Yeah, it's great, man. It's a good reminder for all
1: of us. So my challenge to you as a listener on uh, on this episode of this podcast is look at your weaknesses, look at your strengths behind the kit, and uh, show up for your family. Show up for your friends. That means be there. Yep. Seriously. It matters a whole lot more than whatever you have to be distracted by. Um, you're distracted by – if you're distracted by your phone – Oh, man, it's a game. It's a game, and you're and you're buying into it, right? I mean, it's a distraction that's curated for you to mm-hmm. distract you from the things around you that are in person that are that are much more important than whatever's on that screen. That's right. Don't be distracted. Show up. Um, so from wallpaper to uh, dying MacBook Pros, <laughs> MacBook Airs. Sorry, this is my wife's computer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, that pretty much runs the gamut Tim yeah. this has been great uh, yeah. thank you for listening to this episode thank you for listening to this podcast you can follow us online Ghost Notes we're uh, on Instagram that's the main place yeah. Uh, yeah. and you can support us on Patreon we've been a podcast for a while and the reason we can can continue doing it is because of the Inner Circle that's right. we have a lot of different tiers on our Patreon feel free to support us there's a lot of um, perks along the way mm-hmm and
0: um, we'll be seeing you in two weeks. So yep, get to work. Yep. Speaking of Patreon, big shout out to Adam Jones. Uh, welcome Adam to Jones. the inner circle. And uh, like Matt said, if you're interested in supporting or being a part of our inner circle, check it out. Holy Ghost Notes, or sorry, Patreon.com/slash/HolyGhostNotes. Um, but yeah, hit us up if you have questions, comments, anything at all to say. Matt and Tim at the HolyGhostNotes.com. And um, yeah, that's. That's it. That's a wrap. Great topics, man. <laughs> well done. Fake uh, fake laugh in three, two, one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I started legitimately laughing when you said fake laugh. I don't know oh, if that counts. Oh, John. Mm. It's a good life. Thank you all, all for right. listening. You know we we'll we'll love you here. guys, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Three, two, one.
1: Peace. Peace. <laughs>